Welcome to the Wayfair Pedalcast. I am Paul and I will be your navigator for the next few minutes. The Wayfair Pedalcast is an audio presentation of bicycling adventures, bicycle touring tips and tricks, and other bicycle related topics. The Wayfair Pedalcast is a bicycle tour in audio. I'll bring you along on my adventures as I go on tours both long and short in Japan and elsewhere in the world. Along the way we will see some amazing sights, meet some interesting people, and overcome the day-to-day -day challenges one can encounter when traveling by bicycle. So fill up your water bottle, check your air pressure, and come ride with me. This is episode 2 and I call it Triplog, Oshima Island. This episode is going to be about a trip I took to Oshima Island back in May of 2018. I also t returned to Oshima Island in March of 2018, but this is mostly going to be about the trip I took in May of 2018. A little bit of background about Oshima Island. Oshima Island is located off the coast of Izu Peninsula, southwest of Tokyo. Though it's uh, closer to Shizuoka Prefecture, it is part of Tokyo Prefecture. In fact, all seven of the Izu Islands are part of Tokyo. Oshima Island was formed by a volcano that is still active. Aside from the volcano, it is famous for its camellia flowers. Another thing Oshima Island should be famous for is its cycling. It's a cyclist paradise. The road that circles the shoreline is in excellent condition and there is very little traffic on it. There are two campgrounds on the island and three small settlements. You can easily paddle around the island in a day. The route around the island is a, just a mere 50 kilometers. If you like challenges, you can take the 11% grade road up to the trailhead that goes to the summit of the volcano that formed the island. As I said before, I've made two trips to Oshima Island in the past two years. The first trip I went solo in May of 2018, and the second trip I took with my 18-year-old daughter, Pearl, in March of 2019. If you are taking your own bicycle to Oshima, and I recommend that you do, there's really only one way to get it there, and that is by the passenger ferry that leaves at around 10 p.m. from Takeshiba Terminal in Tokyo. You can check your bicycle in as cargo, and it will be kept in the hold for just 1,500 yen. There's no need to put it in a rinkobukuro or dismantle it to fit in a box. You just take your bags and other accessories off and they tag it and roll it into the cargo container. Some people, like the, you know, like the Ricky Racer types, will bag their carbon fiber, too light to be real bicycles, and drag them into the ferry lobby with them, but that's not for me. The bike is piled up with all the carry-on luggage in the lobby of the ferry, and it's just, I don't know, it's not for me. The ferry runs all night and arrives at Oshima Island at around 5.30 a.m. There are two ferry terminals on Oshima. One is at Okada and the other is at Motomachi. The ferry will use whichever terminal is safest depending on the weather. You won't know which terminal the ferry is going to leave from until that morning at 8 a.m. when they announce it all over the island. You'll see signs on the bus signs at the actual ferry terminal. There's only one passenger ferry a day that allows you to bring your bicycle on board, so don't miss it. 
the return ferry to Tokyo leaves at about 5 p.m. so it is very feasible actually I think it leaves around 3 p.m. so it is very feasible to ride around the island and leave the same day but if you did that you'd miss so much uh, stuff I mean it's a neat place to visit on my first trip I had unfortunately waited too long to book my ticket so when so I was unable to get a seat or a berth in the tatami section I couldn't afford one of the first-class berths either when that happens you're still out on the ferry but you'll have to spend the night on the deck in May on Tokyo Bay it is still very cold <laughs> I struck up a conversation with a trio of Russians on the deck of the ferry. They were uh, headed further out to Nijima Island, which is the next island after Oshima on the ferry route. It seems they were frequent visitors and enjoyed snorkeling. After they turned in for the night, I settled down for my own slumber. I unrolled my air mattress and sleeping bag on the deck and went to sleep, and I was next to a woman and her young son and they had set up a tent on the deck so they were all snug as a bug in a rug inside their tent while I was uh, enjoying the open air of the deck because I didn't bother to put up my tent morning arrived early as it sometimes does when it thinks no one is watching by the time I stepped off the gangway my bike had been unloaded and was waiting for me on the pier I just loaded up my gear and began pedaling up the steep road that leads out of the marina. At 6 a.m. in the morning, the road was as close to empty as it is possible to be in Japan. It was a real pleasure to ride almost anywhere I wanted without worrying about traffic. My first stop on the trip was the Oshima Zoo. Yes, the tiny island of Oshima has a zoo. And the best thing about it is that it is free. The zoo is about halfway down the east shore of the island. I was planning to eat breakfast at the zoo, but when I got there, it was still too early for anything to be open. Why I thought it was going to take me so long to ride the 10 plus kilometers to the zoo that everything would be just waiting for me, I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> unrealistic to think it would take me more than... 30 or 40 minutes to ride 10 kilometers, but I don't know what I was thinking. Especially when I left at 6 a.m. I mean, it doesn't take so long. Anyway, so I just hung around the entrance at, to the zoo. I munched a little bit of trail mix, drank my water, and inspected the inside of my eyelids for light leaks. In other words, I took a nap. Uh, when the zoo finally opened, I was ready to view non-native animals in their unnatural habitats. The Oshima Zoo is really nice, but it isn't very big. You can plan to spend no more than two or three hours there. Uh, the stars of the zoo, in my opinion, were the lesser pandas. Uh, and I think they had strong supporting performances by the giant tortoises and the drooling camel. Uh, those I just love seeing those and the and tortoises. I don't know what's what it is about tortoises that just really I found fascinating. Oshima Zoo boasts an entire herd, mm, block pod, whatever of lesser pandas. Anyway, I think there were about seven of the cute little critters, and uh, you can really get a, a 
good view of them at the zoo because the the uh, they walk overhead in these like uh, wire mesh tunnels so you can look up above and see them from below and uh, they're in the cages right in front of you so you get a really good view of them across from the zoo is a uh, camellia gardens I did not I didn't take the time to smell the camellias as it were on the first trip but I did go there on the second trip with my daughter and uh, we it's another place you can spend an hour or two if the timing's right it's a good place for a picnic uh, it, and you can see so many different kinds of camellias and uh, just depends on what time of year you go there because they're not always they don't all bloom at the same time during the year and I'm not really sure what the best season is to go see the most camellias it's something you can look up online there's lots of information online about Oshima Island and the camellias as I said before Oshima has two campgrounds one is near the zoo and the gardens uh, this one is a kind of a fancy with some amenities and it costs money to stay there uh, in fact I think it's to almost so like it's more like glamping than camping in some cases um, I haven't been there uh, the second campsite is on the southern tip of the island the only real amenities it has are toilets and a barbecue stations but it's just like the zoo it's free and here you can see humans in their natural environment because <laughs> it, it's pretty popular being that the you can't beat the price and there's nobody you have to call to make a reservation there's no uh, buddy at the gate checking you you just roll up find an empty spot and you put your tent down um, there's one thing I need to stress and that's Oshima Island was made by a volcano a volcano that is still very active some of you are probably thinking yeah so what Waikiki aside volcanoes do not make islands with sandy beaches and flash shorelines it's just the opposite the road that circumvents the island is hilly it has several relatively short but brutal climbs of around 8% under the best of circumstances I would struggle up these hills uh, but with a fully loaded touring bike the giant tortoise back at the zoo could beat me to the top I did make it to the top and I received my just rewards for my efforts beautiful view and a thrilling fast descent down the other side so on that first day of riding on that first trip I got to the campsite in early afternoon and I set up my tent and uh, by around 4 p.m. I strolled all along the cliff uh, the campsite was perched on and climbed over the black volcanic rocks that line the shoreline it's a really stark uh, really has a blasted look to the landscape even though you know, there's trees and grass and stuff just you, when you see the the rocky shoreline it looks like uh, it looks like hell on earth with an ocean uh, the second day of the trip had its own kind of fun uh, I left most of my gear at the campsite and can sit continue riding around the island clockwise and I found the volcano museum which for 500 yen told me all about the volcano that formed the island and about the last big eruption which 
actually it was not so long ago I think it was back in the 60s or 70s pretty nasty business uh, after the museum I made it to town to the town of Motomachi and I caught a bus up to the base of the volcano and the trailhead that leads to the caldera with my lunch in my backpack I set out on the 45 minute hike to the caldera uh, by this time and at the higher elevation it was getting really windy at the lookout point on the lip of the crater I ate my lunch and there were quite a few sightseers despite the earliness of the season. Oshima is a lush green island but the area around the mountain looked like a blasted desolate region that reminded me of descriptions of Mordor from the Lord of the Rings. The contrast between volcanic scar and verdant woodland is stark and marked. I hiked back down the mountain in time to catch the last bus to Motomachi. Uh, back in the town, I collected my bicycle and I rode to the grocery store to get some food for dinner and breakfast the next day. Motomachi is on the eastern shore of the island and is a few kilometers from Okada Harbor on the north tip of the island. I didn't go all the way to Okada. Uh, I rode back to the southern tip of the island where my tent and sleeping bag were and uh, ate dinner and spent the rest of the evening in camp. The plan for my last day on Oshima was simply to pack up and head back to Motomachi. With luck, the ferry would leave from Motomachi. If the weather was uncooperative, I would have to continue on to Okada Harbor, completing the circuit around the island because uh, when I arrived on the island it was at Okada Harbor. But since uh, when I got to Motomachi, the ferry was leaving from there, uh, I didn't have to, I didn't continue on to Okada. And I also, because I had allowed for enough time to go to Okada if I needed to, I had lots of time to kill. And since the ferry wasn't leaving till mid-afternoon, I decided to go to a nearby onsen to just get cleaned up and I soak in a hot bath and charge my phone. Uh, warm by the bath and uh, I took a little nap until I was ready to go back to the ferry terminal where I could catch the ferry back. Uh, of course, just like when I left Tokyo, I had to check in my bicycle. So I, and again, it cost another 1500 yen to check it in as cargo. As I, I said before, it's it's money well spent because it's so much easier just to check it in. They roll it onto a cargo container, and you don't have to worry about it till you get off the ferry. And it's almost always waiting for you by the time you get to where you pick it up. The ferry ride back to Tokyo was cold, but generally uneventful. It wasn't until I near the end of the voyage that I remembered that I had a seat indoors for the return trip. So the last bit of it uh, I spent in a really nice seat and the seats that they have they're kind of lined up that, like you'd imagine they would be in a bus or in an airline except they're so much nicer than like economy seating in an airline. You've got a good deal more room. They do recline just like a airline seat but there's plenty of room you got 
you don't you're not squished in between other people you can get in and out of your seat without disturbing other people it really is quite nice and that and those are the cheap seats you can also get a private room on the ferry but I don't see any reason to just for one night this the seat in the or you can get a they've got little tatami section where it's maybe four or five people to one like uh, patch of tatami which is I don't know maybe they're 15 by 15 feet um, I decided I prefer to sit in a chair though so that worked out better for me the ferry pulls into Takeshiba ferry terminal in Tokyo at around 7 p.m. so as I said I picked up my bicycle it was ready for me by the time I got to the got off the boat and I pedaled the 30 kilometers back to my home so I didn't actually get back into the back home until maybe 9 30 10 o'clock after all is said and done on this trip there's a couple of lessons learned the first and I guess it's the most obvious one is book early to ensure that you get a seat on the ferry and also if you want to stay at the other campground where you have to pay money to stay and is a little bit nicer and you can rent equipment and stuff you need to book early for there too because that fills up very quickly and they have a limit to how many people they'll take and the second lesson I think it's good to is just not it's not something I learned but something I re, it's a good thing to remember and that's to be flexible because you never know when you'll need to go the extra mile in especially in the case of you know if the ferry leaves from Okada or leaves from Motomachi you need to have enough time in your schedule to adjust for that and also just in general you, you never know what's gonna come up along the road you may decide to go to the camellia gardens instead of the zoo or you may decide to do both or neither you just need to be flexible Thank you, Velo Travelers, for joining me on this episode of the Wayfair Pedalcast. If you like this podcast, uh, please let me know by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you found this audio adventure. And don't forget to subscribe. You can ch- also check out the Wayfair's home on the internet. That's www.wayfair.bike. And until next time keep the rubber side down and ride safe. Thank you.